It's been so long since we've had rain that when I was out walking and I felt the first little drop on my hand, I actually looked up to see what bird might be responsible. <laughs> and looking up, there was this plink, and another plink of raindrops on my glasses. And all joy in my heart broke loose. My arms, I outstretched them to feel as many drops as I could possibly feel. And strangers on the path who I encounter often on my daily walks, and strangers who rarely do much more than grunt when I say hello, <laughs> suddenly we're making eye contact with one another. We're even talking. Isn't this marvelous? Is real rain coming? Don't you love the smell? Just a few little drips and we could smell rain. Few little drips in our land of drought felt transformative. For us in the West and particularly in Southern California, water is so very precious. We know the look of parched earth. We know the danger and devastation that can come from parched hillsides, landscapes that haven't had water for months on end. Precious water, life-giving water, and cleansing water. Our lives and land here in Southern California are imbued with a sense of the scarcity of water, which breeds a sacred reverence for it. Yet in biblical times, going right back to the very first verses of the book of Genesis, the very first book in the Bible, the verses that were part of the first reading, water in Genesis and water in scripture is a symbol of chaos, very different. Water, chaos, chaos that needs taming, chaos that we need to be delivered from, and chaos that needs God. The very first action God takes in creation is to send a wind over the face of the waters over what scripture in that passage we heard from Genesis says, over a formless void, the darkness of the deep. Now our version of the Bible uses the word wind, but in Hebrew that, that word is ruach. I mean, you just hear the wind, ruach. But ruach also means breath, God's breath over the waters. Ruach also means spirit, God's spirit. So in the very beginning of creation, we have God's wind, God's breath, God's spirit moving over the face of chaos, the face of formless void, the face of the waters. And then God says, let there be light. So God's spirit from the very beginning is engaging with chaos. The verse reads, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. 
Our very origin goes back to God initiating creation with her breath, her breath, her spirit engaging with water, with chaos. And if you read the next verses in Genesis and the whole first creation story when you go home and whip out your Bibles or your iPhones or your computers, that creation story continues with God pulling creation out of the chaos of water. God's breath, God's spirit, let there be a dome created in the midst of the water. God separating the water to create earth. Let the water be moved to create land. Let that land be imbued with vegetations and, and, and let water, scripture says, bring forth living creatures. Into this creation out of chaos, God creates us male and female in her image. We go back to water. And in fact, our bodies, 50 to 65% of who we are, is water. Water from which God shapes us all into being. So the core nature of ourselves, the core nature of water and the biblical witness is chaos that God enters into to work with, to create something out of. This is a very different way to think about water. And it's a provocative concept to hold on to this morning as we baptize Haven and Joe's daughter into the body of Christ. Water, the symbol of biblical chaos, will be poured over her and into that water and through that water comes the Holy Spirit. Reverend Nate will say a thanksgiving prayer for the water, the chaos from which we are created. Thanksgiving that God delivered the Israelites through the water of the Red Sea, going from slavery into freedom. Water that that the Jordan River that the Israelites crossed from the wilderness to go into the land of milk and honey. Our baptism goes back to the baptism of Jesus, which we heard in the Gospel of Mark this morning. Jesus is baptized, fully immersed in the waters of the Jordan River, fully immersed in the biblical idea of chaos. And as he comes out, he sees the heavens crack open and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. So Jesus fully entering this chaos and coming out with God's spirit ripping open the heavens and revealing to us, this is my son. This is the very first appearance of Jesus in Mark's gospel. There's no story of his birth. There's no Mary. There's no coming forth of Jesus from the waters of her womb. There are no shepherds or kings, no angels or stars. Baptism in the gospel of Mark is the beginning. The first time we see Jesus Sound familiar? Genesis, creation, spirit over the waters, 
Jesus, baptism, the Spirit becoming one with Christ, Christ one with the Spirit, and a remarkable revelation of God's breath, God's Spirit, of Christ himself here in the physicality of our world. Our baptisms also parallel creation and parallel this origin story of Jesus. Our baptisms affirm in the most physical way possible with water, with the symbol of chaos and nothingness that God is present with us. God's here in the watery chaos of our waterborne bodies, our lives and our very being. And how amazingly cosmic is it this morning that the name of the precious one we are baptizing is River? Into River's life, as into all the lives of all the baptized, comes the Holy Spirit, comes God's creative, living presence to be with her, to be with us in the chaos that is life. Baptism doesn't wipe us so clean that we never struggle or stumble and flail about through life. Baptism doesn't prevent us from wrangling and living with suffering, pain, and injustices in our own lives and in the greater world. Nope. In baptism, we're marked as Christ's own forever because Christ is with us, God is with us, the Holy Spirit is with us. Descending into our chaos, transforming us into God's children. Our watery selves become with God, co-creators of God's kingdom here on earth, where God is present with us in the suffering and the pain. Whether we feel it or not, Baptism marks us with this incredible love God has for us, for God's delight in us and the goodness that God declares we are in creation and the goodness we are intended to grow into being. This is a sacred gift, an all-encompassing love, a transformative love of the ever-creative divine. So today, we will join with River's parents and godparents in affirming our own baptismal vows with words, with squawks, however we affirm them. And as we do so, let us rest in the knowledge that we are beloved children of God. Our vows our vows that we take of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to follow God, to follow Jesus in the chaos of life, where God, where Jesus, where the Holy Spirit is present with us. The poet Denise Levertov captures the blessing of this presence that's part and parcel of our affirmation of faith in her poem, the avowal. As swimmers dare to lie face to the sky and the water bears them, as hawks rest upon air and the air sustains them, 
so would I learn to attain free fall and float into creator's spirit's deep embrace. <laughs>